At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. In Denver, as always, it's our guy, James Salinas. James, I, I will say, I, I, I got up this morning and was very pleased to be reminded, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the show with James today. It's always a fun time. And the one other thing that, that was good, too, is it's almost July 20th, and that's when my brain starts totally flipping over to, Oh, football starts in, in five weeks, six weeks, which is always an exciting thing. And, of course, you're bread and butter, James. I was like, I'm, I'm counting down the days. I need a, <laughs> I need a clock in here that does just a, that that ticker like we get down to New Year's Eve. I need one of those as far as the ticker to when we actually get to the NFL season. And soon enough, I, I kind of agree. I think for me, it's, it's so strange for us that we're talking about the NBA Finals yes. in, the, in the middle of July. Usually it's all the preparation getting ready for the NFL season. But soon enough, the finals will be behind us, whether it's going to be on Tuesday and or Thursday for someone like me, who's hopeful that it'll be Thursday with the sun's ticket sitting at plus four fifty to win in seven games. But that aside, absolutely football season. There's nothing better. A hundred percent there, James. Uh, I I can't wait that Dallas Tampa game to open the NFL season. And even hey, look, even that uh, Illinois, (laughs) Illinois, Nebraska game to open week zero. You got to got to get excited for that for sure. Uh, James, let's uh, let's just update everyone on what happened across the pond. 
Colin Morikawa is pretty good at this golf thing, James. His second major in the last 12 months. 15 under par, the winning score. So, uh, look, all your all your pre-tournament uh, scoring props all go under, or at least under in the traditional sense. Check your books on how those get scored out. Morikawa holds off Jordan Spieth. 15 under for Morikawa, 13 under for Spieth to get second place alone. And then uh, John Rahm's also pretty good at this golf thing, James. Uh, another top five for John Rahm, uh, four under today to get to 11 under for the tournament. And Louis in James, he he led at some point in the last three majors, including going into the final round today, and another tied for third for Louis and who comes up short in a major yet again and still holding on to that one open championship he had a decade ago, and that's it for Louis in all ABC Jeff always be closing and you got to be the closer that's exactly what Marikawa was we saw it last year in the in the PGA and now we see it here at the open the nerves there being so cool under pressure knows how to compose himself to go out and close on the final day of a major as opposed to Louis Louis I guess Louis Louis is getting that set of steak knives once again yeah <laughs> yeah again it just uh just again for for Ustase and backers also kind of a rough finish as well. The the cash though, other than other than more call it a win, the, and maybe the cash of this uh, of of this tournament is if you took Dylan Fratelli top five pre tournament, James Dylan Fratelli snuck in fifth place alone. Uh, a, a good cash on uh, upwards of ten to one on Fratelli top five pre tournament, James. Very nice. I did not have any of that. Shot I did not either. <laughs> shot a 68 today. And actually, I, I only had one play. I only had one investment, a small investment. We did it yesterday on the air. Did I with Adam Candy? And it was it was with Connors at 33 to 1 after he finished up his round. He was, what, three or four back at that time. And looked at the number, 33 to 1. He's taking a long shot anytime we're looking for something at 33 to 1. You temper your expectations with whether, whether that's actually going to come home. I didn't have really any skin in the game when it came to the British open here but as far as Colin Morikawa goes man we're going to be see we're going to be talking about him again and we're going to be talking about him pretty frequently over the next oh gosh next decade two decades quite a long time in that young man's career to go yeah again uh, 24 years old uh, James he joins joins the ranks of Tiger Woods to win both the PGA and the Open Championship before the age of 25 uh, last time I checked that's pretty good company to be in. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. As good as it gets. And, hey, to baseball note, J.A. Happ doing J.A. Happ. Oh, good. Tigers up 3 nothing here in the third inning. Our first five plus 115 looking pretty good, Mr. Parle. I, I Hey, I, I look, I, I like that. I like the sounds of that. Uh, an actual good baseball bet, which is, uh, for me, a rarity at this point, James. So, uh, happy to hear that. Uh, 3 nothing in that one. Uh, uh, they're in Detroit as uh, again, it's two bad teams, but Hey, you can find an angle regardless of how bad the teams may be. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barles, James Salinas in Denver. And now with us, it's our guy, JVT uh, live as always our NBA senior analyst here at the network. John, I, I just have to ask you non betting wise, the sequence at the end, the steal, the pause, the oop, the finish, where does that rank on plays you have seen in the NBA Finals? 
Oh, I mean, if you include the moment, right? And there's none, it's not even just the moment, right, Jeff? It's like, look at the individual players themselves. Drew Holiday, who had had a, an awful postseason uh, for the for majority of it, right? Coming into this finals, the first two games of these finals had been a no-show, but the last three, he's been brilliant. So redemption there in terms of making that choice to throw it up to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis himself, an off-maligned player, despite the fact being a two-time MVP and defensive player of the year, right? A guy who had been called Robin by many pundits. He should be a Robin. You need a Batman for that kind of a team. And the team itself, the Milwaukee Bucks, Mike Budenholzer, you know what I mean, off maligned in terms of his lack of adjustments and doing it in the NBA Finals on the road in that kind of environment. I mean, outside of just the athleticism, all the narrative angles that went into that, that was absolutely incredible, man. And and in a situation, too, where you're thinking, hey, just pull it back and they'll foul you and then you go up. No, instead, we're going to throw up the oop and we're going to get an and one to seal this thing away. I, that, that was an incredible sequence, man. And it, it's funny because we just saw the block like yeah. two days ago. Yeah. We just saw the block. And then we get this like what the Bucks have done over the last three games they deserve so much credit what Bud has done this has been such a well-played stretch of basketball for the Milwaukee Bucks it's been absolutely phenomenal JVT so you mentioned what Bud has done dig into that for us break down some of the adjustments that we've seen especially when the series changed back to Milwaukee back in game three and now that Milwaukee has won the last three games in this series talk about some of those adjustments how it's impacted how it's impacted this series how it's impact had its impact on the total uh, as well as obviously now with the 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 Bucks in commanding lead going home for game six up three to two. Well, I mean, part of it is that small ball lineup that we keep talking about, right, James? You know, throwing Giannis in at the five. But we have to remember, like, it's not just throwing Giannis in at the five and taking Brooke Lopez off the floor. Uh, a man, James, that you and I have talked about multiple times now throughout this series who has been the low-key MVP, we'll call him, Pat Connaughton has been a phenomenal addition to this lineup in terms of this small ball roster. And I thought, you know, I I, I think I talked to you and Pritch about this in one of your episodes of Betting Across America, where if you looked at the regular season numbers, Pat Connaughton in that lineup, you know, it wasn't as effective as like a Dante D. Vincenzo in that small ball lineup. But Pat Connaughton has been incredible. Key offensive rebounds. Three-point shooting in the series has been timely and clutch. Plus minus has been out of this world whenever he is on the floor. And he's had to take on some tough assignments defensively, too. Think about that. You know, the other game, not this last one, the one before in Milwaukee where Devin Booker is going insane. Primary defender was Pat Connaughton on many of those shots, and he did a decent job. But Devin Booker was just incredible in that game. The adjustment to go small and to trust a guy like Pat Connaughton to put him out there in those spots, and you see it. They'll run sets where they'll ISO Giannis at the top of the key. He'll drive past to his left, and he'll have Connaughton camping in the corner. It draws Jay Crowder. He just kicks it to Connaughton, trusts him, and he hits a three. The three that tied the game yesterday after they went down big. Pat Connaughton catches the ball in transition. It's a pass fake to the corner, and he drills another three that ties it up at 42. Like the, the, the adjustment has been to go small, but the little things, right? Trusting Pat Connaughton, having Giannis as your primary center. like Those are the things that I think Bud has done a phenomenal job been doing. And yes, yesterday, right, Brooke Lopez gets a little bit more run. Last two games, 21 minutes, 19. Yesterday, he plays 29. Part of that was Drew Holiday's foul trouble early. But this small ball lineup and the way that he has inserted pieces at the right time in these lineups, uh, Bud deserves a ton of credit for what he has done with these guys. GVT with us right now here on Betting Across America. Let's look at the Phoenix side of things here. Uh, look, uh, you get beat on an all-time play at the end yesterday, but look, they were up 18 in the first quarter, JVT, and then 
everything just stopped offensively. Now, of course, you're not going to shoot 14 of eight, uh, 18 like they did in the first quarter for the full game. But just w- what happened? Was it as, as simple as Milwaukee adjusting and getting their feet wet in that first quarter? Or was there something else that stood out to you on the Phoenix end that uh, that led to them blowing that big lead and then, of course, coming up short uh, on the comeback at the end? Well, look, they're doing things right, right? You know, that their pick and roll is devastating, right? And they run what's called those stain pick and rolls, right? Where you have two options, one guy that's going to front to the basket, the other that's going to flail out to the three-point line, and they run those to perfection, and it's really bothered the Milwaukee Bucks, Jeff. But, I mean, there were two things I think that coincided. One, it was unreal shot making. Like, I, you mentioned it. That was unsustainable, the, the amount of those shots at the rate they were going down that was not going to continue. The other part was that run that let them get up as much as it did coincided with Drew Holiday having to be benched, right? Because he had those foul issues. And Drew Holiday, as much as we, you know, just crushed him for his offensive performances, from minute one in this series, he has been a very, very good defender. And he has been a problem for Chris Paul. And he has really been at the point of attack of all those pick and rolls and helping, you know, adjust in terms of Milwaukee's defensive game plan against them. And so when he goes down, Suns go on that run. He comes back out and they close that gap immediately. Like Drew Holiday was a pretty big key, not only with his offense, but with his defenses well. So I thought it was those two things kind of mixed together. The Suns are going to operate at a high level. They have a guy like Devin Booker when you're switching everything like the Bucks are doing they will hunt mismatches. They will give it to Booker who can create off the bounce and make tough shot after tough shot. But I thought it was unreal shot making and Drew Holiday style trouble that ultimately led to them getting out to that big lead. JVT, so let's talk about the adjustments that we might see come game six on Tuesday from the Phoenix Suns side. I think we see we've seen the adjustments you mentioned as far right. as the Bucks are concerned. It's not it's working. They're not gonna change that. But what are the Suns gonna have to adjust to on their side of the floor? I mean, thinking about the way that they lost game four and game five, the two competitive games within the NBA final series here, uh, but they're on the short end of that. And now the confidence young team aside from Chris Paul. What do you anticipate for Coach? Monty Williams, he's going to have to do differently for the Suns to be able to win this game in game six and bring it all back home in Phoenix for a game seven clincher. You know, James, I, I honestly am not sure, right? So you and I, I know I was on with you guys, I think it was Friday, and we talked about this in terms of what the Suns would adjust to doing here in this last game that we just watched, game five. And my question kind of was, is like, you, you just don't really know, right? Because with the when you talk about what has bothered the Phoenix Suns, it has been this switch all style, especially with the small ball, because Chris Paul no longer gets to exploit one five pick and rolls. And so what you saw yesterday was, well, we just got to get Devin Booker cooking. And the thing that they did, which you give Devin Booker credit, was – Anytime they, if Pat Connaughton was on the floor, they hunted for him. They got him on to Booker and they gave the ball to Booker and they let him work. If it was going to be Bobby Portis, they did the same thing. If it was going to be Teague, they did the same thing. But you saw at times, you know, the offense got stagnant for Phoenix. And while they had an incredible offensive rating, much of that was due to the shot making right of Devin Booker. And down the stretch in the fourth quarter, other guys started getting involved. We saw DeAndre Ayton with some, some nice finishes. We saw Chris Paul with that insane bucket that he made late uh, that we thought maybe might have been the nail in the coffin or at least helped them get there. But I I think when you look at this, James, like you need to be able to have multiple guys that are going to attack some of these mismatches. And at times the Suns have just gotten away from that and just let Devin Booker cook because he is the one who can legitimately attack a mismatch and find his shot, create it and finish. But the difference is his finish is shooting over guys. He had that ridiculous one in the first quarter where he gets Giannis on him and he's fading away and he hits it from the baseline. But I just, when it comes to the adjustments, it's kind of the same thing. You've got to be able to attack within four feet of the basket and off of the bounce. You 
you've got to be able to get out and transition and run if you're the Phoenix Suns. And you saw a little bit of that in this last game, right? If you talk about the uh, the frequency of possessions that started with a transition possession, right? The Suns, 13%, that's got to be up a little bit. They were efficient, but they got to get out and run a little bit more. Like, those are the kind of things. And you got to get better in defense transitionally because the, the Bucks have just killed them. They have absolutely killed them in transition. Again, yesterday, offensive rating in transition, 188.9 for the Bucks. 8.9 points to their offensive rating through transition yesterday. You've got to be better defensively, but here's the problem, James. Guess who ranks dead last in transition defense of the regular season? The Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, what are you going to do in terms of adjustments? I don't know because they're exploiting so many of your weaknesses. JVT, let's let, let's look ahead to Tuesday night. The Bucks will try to close thing this thing out at home at Fiserv. Right now, a five-point favorite. At home, uh, the total, of course, uh, JVT, you mentioned this to, to Greg and I earlier this week on the nightcap. This series is played as an over series, and yesterday was the easiest over we've seen mm-hmm. in this series. Just looking at the total as well, would you look to go over that total in a closeout scenario, or do you expect the pace to slow a little bit uh, further with it being a closeout scenario for Milwaukee? Yeah, well, look, and, uh, you know, pace is, we always have to remember, Jeff, right? Pace is part of the equation, but so is efficiency. Yesterday was only a 92-possession game. It was actually a pretty <laughs> slow-paced game. But but the teams were insanely efficient in terms of their offense, right? Offensive rating of 135.2 for Milwaukee. Offensive rating of 129.3 with Phoenix. And James knows this. I've been on with them throughout the regular, for, throughout the finals. This is kind of you, like, alluded to, Jeff. I think this has been an over-finals because these two teams can do enough to bother each other. You know, as much as we talk about the the Bucks defensively, they don't have an answer really for Devin Booker, and we have seen that right through the last three games. Devin Booker has been very, very good, and they have exploited that mismatch if you're the Phoenix Suns. The Suns clearly have no answer, whether it is Giannis, whether it's transition, whether it's that Giannis Chris Middleton pick and roll, they don't have an answer for that either. So again, after I've watched five games, where one of them, by the way, remember, should have gone over if Cam Johnson hits a three and the Suns have any sort of efficient offense, I haven't seen anything that would turn me off of this, Jeff, from an over standpoint, but I think the way you do it, basketball has it ebbs and flows. You could have gotten some low totals in every single one of these games in game. You just sit back and you wait for a slow start between these two teams and you get in on a, on a little bit of a cheaper price. 222, I think is a fair price. Uh, I wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't say no to anybody who wanted to play it over, but remember we just saw an opener of 218 for the game in Phoenix just the other night. The series opened at 217 in game one. So there has been this adjustment. I would wait in game and play this over, but I haven't seen anything that would make me want to play these games under. JBT, so I burned my Suns in six ticket plus 450 last night. I'm still sitting on a Suns in seven plus 450 right now. Tell me why I shouldn't be burning that ticket right now, and, and tell me how you think this what, what game six is going to look like from a Suns perspective to be able to get it back to Phoenix uh, for a one-game scenario. Uh, because I think from games four and games five, finally some competitive games in this series that, you know, a, a break here or there go either way for the Suns in that standpoint. We may not be talking about the Bucks going here to go close out in game six. Yeah, uh, and, and right, but we are at this point, and I think the one thing that is helping you, James, if you're looking at this from the standpoint of what keeps Phoenix alive, that their half-court offense has been relatively good here against Milwaukee, despite all of the things that the Bucks have thrown at them. Yesterday, for example, half-court offense, a rating of 116.3, uh, as you look at that from that perspective, and again, they have no answer for Devin Booker. Like, Devin Booker single-handedly keeping them in some of these games, like yesterday, for example, with that ridiculous three-point shot where he gets just two screens and he just runs and he's falling away to his right 
right and he hits it. And, and the fact that they haven't had an answer to cool down Booker in this series, and that is, I think, going to be something that keeps you alive because Booker dropping 30, 40 points, it, it doesn't look like that's going away anytime soon unless he gets a cold shooting night. Because remember, majority of those temps are coming from mid-range. And the problem with this Phoenix team, as we discussed, is that there is nobody who is legitimately attacking north-south. And if Devin Booker all of a sudden goes cold, as we've seen in a couple of these games, then all of a sudden that can mean trouble for Phoenix. But I think the fact that Booker has been exploiting them is giving you a little confidence that he can have another good game forward going forward. And look, I think yesterday, too, you kind of alluded to this, but everybody's burying Chris Paul. Chris Paul has had 21 points yesterday and 9 of 15 shooting. He was 3 of 3 from 3-point range and had 11 assists. So it's not like Chris Paul has been left for dead either. Chris Paul bounced back relatively nicely yesterday. So I think the fact that those two are still performing at a very solid level gives you some hope. I just think you need a little bit more, I guess, from the ancillary pieces. But again, you got to be able to play defensively a little bit better. And so I think if at the end of the day, if Phoenix is getting this back, it starts with them playing better at transition defense and sending more guys back, right, when you miss a shot. It's, it's those type of things, James, that are getting them back to Phoenix for a game seven. JVT with us right now, our senior NBA analyst here at VSIN. All right, uh, JVT, let's just look at the, as a whole for Tuesday night. Are the Bucks going to close this thing out at home, or does Phoenix have one last gasp in them to get it back to the Valley of the Sun for what would be a pretty spectacular Game 7? And in, in a series, JVT, we can say it right now, this has been a great series all the way through. Oh. Yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah, there were a lot of people who were crapping on it beforehand. Like it was going to be a good series uh, for those who thought it was going to be bad. Clearly, didn't watch these two teams play in the regular season. Like this series has taken on the two regular season games that they played. They were extremely high scoring. One went to overtime. They were one possession games. They were incredible. So these are two very evenly matched teams. But I would say, look, Jeff. You know, I wrote about this going into the game yesterday. I'm working on the preview for the next game. Going into yesterday, I had Bucks plus four. Thought they were in control of the series because of their adjustments. And of course, yesterday doesn't. Nothing changes my mind for that. I had the Suns say, you know, I picked them in our preseason pre or pre-series preview uh, to win this thing in six. I think the Bucs are going back home and they're going to close this thing out. I think they have enough in terms of what they've done defensively in their adjustments. They have everything in front of them in terms of their offense. If they just get level-headed performances from Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, uh, which maybe it's a lot to ask, but we have seen that these two guys have been performing at a very high level for the last three games. The Milwaukee Bucks, I think, are going to be NBA Finals champions on Tuesday. And JVT, if that happens, any interest in getting involved at this point in the MVP market? Obviously, Giannis sitting at three fifty or four dollars as the favorite, going to be the favorite. I was talking with Jeff Parles about this, and Drew Holiday sitting at sixty-six to one. I can make a case of why he should win it. I know he doesn't fill out the box score; it's not sexy, but on both sides of the floor, the impact he's had defensively, in particular on mm-hmm. Chris Paul and disrupting that offense. Anything besides Giannis that you'd be interested in in the MVP race? About Pat Connaughton, huh? No. (laughs) Like, those are, you know, James, like, those are the things where you have nuance, right? You look at it, and you can make a case for any one of them. But, uh, you know, this is always kind of simple when it comes down to these sort of things, right? It's going to be the voters looking at this and going, ah, Giannis, again, 32 points in game five, nine rebounds, six assists on 14 to 23. If he has anything close to that here in this next game, it's going to be his. So I I wouldn't really want to burn any more money looking anywhere else on the market unless it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, and that's about it. He's Jonathan Von Tobel. Get him on the tweets at me, JVT. Of course, uh, uh, if you're a uh, subscriber to VSIN, you'll get his preview. Uh, JVT tomorrow on the preview for game six, correct? Uh, well, we're working on it. It's going to be up in the New York Post, and I think it'll be up later today as well. So we'll get that up early. Perfect. So uh, the New York Post and uh, VSIN.com for JVT's preview of game six. JVT, as always, uh, thank you for being with us. Thanks, guys. 
when we get back here on Betting Across America here on VSIN, we're going to actually go. We talk a little, a little soccer real quick because USA is playing Canada. And don't worry, James, we'll have American football mixed in as well. We'll look at some more teams to finish last in their division odds. That's coming up next here on Betting Across America on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. James Salinas here as well. 
a quick little detour to the Gold Cup here, James. Uh, because USA is playing Canada in Kansas City, Kansas at uh, Sporting Park. USA, a, bi- a big favorite here, minus 150. Totals two and a half. Uh, the ramifications here, and there are, there are two sets of uh, final day of group stage uh, games today. Mexico plays later as well. Team USA needs to win this match in order to win the group. Just because Canada has scored more goals in the first few matches here, James. That's the tie break. They have the same goal differential right now. Canada, eight goals scored, two against. USA, seven goals for, one against. But it's all on the goals scored. So if Canada finds a draw here, Canada's going to win the group. And that Mexico-USA final that we all anticipated here at Allegiant Stadium, there are going to be some people that are disappointed that bought tickets right away, James. So where are you at with this? I'm looking at, I'll be flat out honest, Jeff. I am a novice better when it comes to (laughs) soccer. I deal with enough with betting on the NBA and watching all the flopping that goes on in that sport (laughs) that I just struggle with it when it comes to watching soccer and betting on soccer. Because if I bet it, I got to watch it. But in this case here, uh, thinking about the, you talked about the ramifications on it and looking at these. Now there's so many, it's kind of confusing because there's so many different ways you can get in here, the handicaps and all these kind of things. But just the match results itself, you talk about for Canada if they win or draw here and stand atop the the group B standings the tie is sitting right now in regular time regulation time the tie is sitting at plus 240 there's a pretty juicy price any interest in getting involved here or where are you going with I, I I think team USA will find a way to get it done James I this is this is the best Canada has been at international soccer in a long time it has been a real bad 25 years for Canada in soccer, but been this is the best they've looked. They're they're going to advance out of the group stage with ease. They destroyed Martinique and Haiti. Uh, I, I would I would lean towards USA winning. So uh, minus 145, minus 150. I I, I think that's about right. Uh, we'll see if we get a little bit of Canadian action uh, over the next few hours because this starts at 5:15 Eastern, but. Uh, We'll see. Uh, also, too, Mexico has to beat El Salvador uh, later today to win their group. But uh, Mexico's minus 600 to win, so I imagine they will take care of their business after already one bad showing against Trinidad uh, where they uh, – James, they had 91% of the possession and did not score in the match. That's uh, something that can only happen in international soccer. Just and that's why sometimes when I'm betting soccer and I'm watching it, it's just maddening to watch because yeah, goals are at a premium here. So thinking about the total, anywhere you want to get it, because there's so many different options and ways that you can get involved betting soccer. What about the total goals scored, et cetera, whether it's uh-huh. per both teams to score, it's minus 125 to the yes. So many options, anything as far as the total goals scored that you're interested in. I, I would actually, I would look at the, uh, I actually kind of like that, uh, both teams to score, which would mean if USA is going to win, it's going to have to go over two and a half also. So I, I, I would lean to the over here. Uh, James Canada's looked a lot bad. Again, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt because the two opponents both of these teams have played in these first two games, Haiti and Martinique, they're not good teams. They're not good teams. So you got to take a little bit of a grain of salt. But I, I again, I like Team USA to win a little bit more than I like anything on the total. So uh, that's okay. how I would look at it, uh, James. Let's uh, let, let's uh, let's actually go to some baseball here. We'll hold off uh, for uh, for those last place finishes in the AFC for the next segment. And of course, uh, betting across America brought to you by BetMGM here today, as it always is uh, in Major League Baseball. Here, James, as you're looking across the board, the Tigers 
we're in pretty good shape here, James. Uh, up three nothing in the fifth. We're uh, we need one more out, and we're getting home here. We need one more strike. One here. more Peralta's strike. Now. Got a two-two count. Is it Polanco? Oh, he just drove. That was a BB right there. Out, but he's out. Line drive. Sometimes that's baseball, right? Ball with eyes gets through. You're on base. That ball's tagged, but right to the right fielder. There we go. Cash there we go. That's ticket. a winner for us. Very good. That's a winner. That's, like a, that's, that's the way we roll on betting across <laughs> America, Jeff. That's why we like to be there together. It's all about the karma, brother. I love it. There's yeah, an hey, easy hey. winner. Well, I won't say easy, but anytime you're you're having to take Detroit in a first five, not easy going. But really, this play was against Hap. We talked about Hap mm-hmm. and his numbers and how brutal he's been since the weather warmed up come May. And he did his thing, gave up three runs in those first four innings, and that's all we needed. I was going to say, James, uh, there's nothing like before noon here and just before 1 o'clock there in Colorado to win a bet on the Detroit Tigers because that's, of course, what we how we want to spend our Sunday. Uh, the Braves are ahead of the Rays 3-0. Uh, the Mets are still losing to Pittsburgh 6-1. So the NL East may have three teams within two games of each other. By the end of the day, uh, not 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 what I want to see as a Mets fan and uh, someone who had proclaimed on this network not too long ago that the Mets were going to win the division by double-digit games. That was wrong. When we get back, the last-place finishers in the rest of the AFC next here on Betting Across America. Football season is right around the corner, and that means VEASAN's college football betting guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so you have a betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early. So now is your time to reserve a copy or sign up for VEASAN's all-access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is betting across America. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas is here as well. James, let's go to the AFC South. We've been looking at it a little bit differently today. Our, our producer today uh, doing a great job. Britton has put together. Well, we always look at who's going to win a division. Let's look at it from the bottom up. Team to finish in fourth or last place in each division in the NFL. And you look at the AFC South now. The Colts and the Titans are not finishing in last. I can say that very confidently, even though I have my questions about Carson Wentz. Neither of those teams are finishing in last. They're both 40-1, to throw them out. So, James, here's the question. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who had the worst record in the NFL last year, obviously drafting Trevor Lawrence, new head coach, new regime, expected to be a little bit better at plus 240. The Houston Texans have had an absolutely atrocious offseason in every sense of the word. Minus 350 on them to finish in last, James. We talked about it earlier that even though it's a big price on the Jets to finish last at minus, at minus 450 in the AFCs, we don't know what other angle we would go. James, the Texans going into the season, assuming Deshaun Watson is not playing for them this year, they have one of the worst rosters I can remember going into a season Minus 350 feels too short, as wild as that sounds. 
Yeah, can we parlay that with the Jets and not <laughs> to finish last in the AFC East? I agree. I, it's so hard to try because no Watson. I mean, they won four games, did the Texans last year, all because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That was the only playmaker. I mean, he had to play a way out of his mind, and he's fully capable of doing that. Really such a talent there at the quarterback position in the NFL, and Deshaun Watson was solely responsible for those four wins because you talked about the roster, and what a – you know, just thinking about the last few years, like that was a really talented roster just a hand a couple of years ago, and uh, Mr. Bill O'Brien decided he wanted to tinker with some of those players and didn't like some of them, didn't however they fit. I don't know if his personalities, who knows what, but uh, yeah, now they're left with this is the aftermath, this is the damage control, not only for the roster, but then the uh, stuff that's going on off the field. We don't know what's going to happen with Watson. Is he going to get traded? Now, if he gets traded, does that happen beforehand? That might impact that because who does he get traded to who do the Texans get back in return do they get an upgrade not an upgrade over Watson at the quarterback but right now you're going to go with Tyrod Taylor at the quarterback position there's a lot more out there that could be a significant upgrade so I can't make a case I would love to get in here and debate this with you Jeff and oh let's make a case for Jacksonville and I know Jacksonville's got a ton of holes they won the first game of the season last year didn't win since uh, but they've got upside anytime you got Trevor Lawrence to start at least you know where you're at uh, from an offensive identity standpoint point at the quarterback position and they can only go and prove from where they were it's uh, the question would be more so not only are they finishing last can they even win are they going to be able to win a game based on what this current roster looks like will the Houston Texans well here's how bad Houston is James week one home game Jacksonville's the opponent as you said win week one 15 straight losses Rookie quarterback, granted it's a different rookie than than usual here with a, with a guy having all these expectations in Lawrence, a new head coach in Urban Meyer who's never been a head coach in the NFL before. All right, you would anticipate, all right, well, if Houston's going to be favored in a game, this is the one. They're not talking home week one against Jacksonville. I mean, that's just how bad this team, assuming Watson doesn't play, is on paper, James. It, it, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't mind Tyrod Taylor. Like, Tyrod Taylor is a totally adequate backup. You can win games, Tyrod Taylor, if your roster isn't just horrible like Houston is, but the roster's horrible, and they on your screen. You see it uh, odds from the south side. Jacksonville, two and a half road for week one. It's just ridiculous, James. I'd probably say it. I agree with you. I'll stay away with it. More than not you, but I do it early in the season, Jeff. Any team that are going to transition, whether it be via the roster and or the coaching staff. And in this case for Jacksonville, it's both new coaching staff, new roster, really, as far as the, especially on the offensive side, I'm usually going to be fading those guys right away. But in this case, I just can't make any case for the, for the Texans. Forget about home field. I know there'll be fans in the stands again, but how many fans are actually going to want to come out for this Texans roster? Yeah. Good luck with those season tickets. They're going to be handing those off to a lot of other people as please take these off my hands. You can go, you can have them for free. I, I No disagreement here, James. None at all. Let's go to the AFC West. The Raiders, the favorite to finish last. Minus 250 on Las Vegas to finish in fourth place. And then this is where the odds get a little weird here, James. The Chiefs are 100 to 1 to finish last. They should probably be 10,000 to 1 to finish last. Uh, they, they, they're going to win the division probably again. The Chargers are shorter than the Broncos, which is uh, – 
which which is which is interesting to me. The Chargers are plus three fifty to finish last. The Broncos are plus four fifty to finish last. I know there's a little bit of a handicap that oh maybe Aaron Rodgers will end up a Bronco, but we're getting we're getting pretty late in the game here for that to happen. Uh, and and to me, the Chargers. They showed me enough last year to say, oh, I think the Chargers can be a, a playoff team as a wild card. And also, too, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lynn is not the head coach there anymore in the Chargers. And with all the close games they lost in his tenure, you got to ima- imagine a regression to the mean in a positive sense on close games going the Chargers way. So I'm a little bit surprised with those middle team pricings, James. But with that said, I expect Vegas to finish last and minus 250 feels about right. And it's because of the defense. That's really what yeah. it is for me with the Raiders. We saw that secondary. Couldn't get any consistent pass rush. I know they've made a few moves here, and they're expecting some of those high draft choices to to finally step up and apply some consistent quarterback pressure to help alleviate the concerns in the secondary. That team, The Raiders just couldn't guard. They couldn't cover anybody, and they haven't done anything to, to tell me otherwise in this offseason that that's going to change. I know they're changed out of the defensive coordinator position, but he doesn't get that. They, you still have to cover and tackle people, and the Raiders were just a complete debacle on that side. They're going to need Derek Carr to have the best year of his career throwing the football because they're going to have to score a lot of points to stay competitive in games because that defense in particular, not only at the the the, the secondary position, but the lack of pass rush that I still foresee coming this season. And Yeah, it's, it's going to be a struggle for the Raiders, and I can't, I can't make a case. I guess we're just going chalking these... Jeff, I just can't make a case for anybody else to finish last in the AFC West aside from the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, the Broncos would be the only other one I'd look at. Uh, still don't like Fangio as a head coach, and if Rodgers doesn't end up there, Bridgewater a lock, that doesn't exi- excite me at the quarterback position. But again, the Raiders' defense is just a mess, and the minus 250 feels about right. When we get back, we'll look at the late slate of baseball and update you on what's going on across the world of MLB on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. $1 wager in 100 on the Yankees or, or, or on the Yankees or the Red Sox to hit a home run tonight with BetMGM. Just use the bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for details and make sure you use the promo code VSIN100. That's VSIN100. A new customer offer only. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee, call or text Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And the promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. James Salinas with us as well. James, let's go to a game that's going to be starting at the top of the hour that was pushed back because of uh, the game getting suspended yesterday in Washington because of a shooting out, out, just outside of Nationals Park, and we saw this pitching matchup in San Diego before the All-Star break. Joe Musgrove goes for the Padres. Max Scherzer goes for the Washington Nationals. And James, the last time these two met, we got ourselves a weird, weird game where the Nats were out out 8 nothing, and ended up losing 9-8. San Diego won that game, went wildly over. A relief pitcher hit a grand slam off Max Scherzer. It was all chaos in San Diego there. Today in D.C., totals 8. The uh, Nats are a slight home favorite with Scherzer. Uh, minus 109 on the dime line there, James. 
Oh, they got hammered, both of them, and yard ball for sure, especially Scherzer. And, you know, the harder it comes in, the harder it goes out. And I think that's where for both of these pitchers. I didn't get involved with this game. I was looking at the total, but I didn't get involved with it really, Jeff, because they had to finish out last night's suspended game. And what was that going to look like? Were they going to tinker with lineups, anything like that? So I was like, ah, you know what, I'll just I'll stay away from this. But I was looking at the total. If I was going to play, I'd be playing the under. Just basically, we know that – those things are going to happen to these pitchers. Nobody, they're not Jacob DeGrom out there. No one's just going to have the consistency. It's so hard to, to maintain over a full season, and they're going to have those hiccups along the way. But then they're also very competitive pitchers, in particular when we're talking about Max Scherzer. What a bulldog that guy is on the mound as a competitor. And there's going to be some competitive pride that they're going to want to redeem themselves from the last time that they faced each other as far as the opposing lineups just getting shelled the way that they did. So look for much better performances. You can't get any worse, really. Really, so only to go up from there. But I, I like the matchup, the pitching matchup, the competitive pride to, to bounce back from the poor performances each pitcher had against those opposing lineups. I'd be looking at the total here, but because they played, they finished up that game here recently they, to this morning to close out that suspended game from last night in D.C. I just stayed away from the game. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay off as well. Uh, the uh, the Padres and the uh, and the Nats, of course, uh, making up uh, the remainder of the game from last night. That is final. 10-4 Padres do win that game. Uh, no run. Only two two more runs were scored after uh, the resumption of that one. Let's go, James, to Denver. We'll, we'll go in your neck of the woods. Uh, Colorado hosting the Dodgers. John Gray will get the ball for the Rockies. David Price, who again... It being really more used out of the bullpen than out of the rotation this year with the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 146 consensus with a total of 11 and a half. Yeah, and I'm staying away from it here. You talked about Price. Now he is going to – how many innings is he going to pitch? How many pitches is he going to have? He did start because he has been coming out of the bullpen, made his first start a week ago against the Diamondbacks, lost that game to the Diamondbacks of all teams, lost to not so much because of Price. Uh, it was the bullpen that that dumped it late in the game. But ultimately for Price, he's, just, he's still going to be on a pitch count. He only pitched three innings in that start. 51 pitches. So, you know, it's going to be another bullpen game here for the Dodgers in this respect with price just not going to be stretched out to any de- any length or depth as far as his pitch count is concerned. Uh, it's it's a big number here, and it's probably going to be, I mean, the total, I'm looking at this total, it was 12. It's ticked down to 11 and a half now, juiced slightly to the over at 15 cents. Was tempted to come in here with Gray. I mean, Gray has his ups and downs here when it comes to being healthy for one and getting back out on the mound. But Rockies night and day, we know that when they're playing at home versus playing on the road. But the Dodgers have, they definitely, the bats woke up for them as soon as the All-Star break. Second half of the season started here and in, in, at Coors Field just down the street from me, Jeff. It's probably going to be a high-scoring game. I don't want to lay 11 and a half here in this sense uh, with the bullpen situation with the Dodgers. But uh, Dodgers laying a dollar sixty, getting back plus 140-ish on the Rockies. Maybe there's an angle there, but I'll, I'll just probably just stay off this game. I'm going to stay off. If, if anything, I'd only bet it over. That would be the only way I would go. Again, it's uh, it, it's getting hot there in Denver, as you know, James. And yes. hey, look, the, the ball flies as always, of course. So I would only bet the over. Uh, that would be the only the only look at I would go in that one. Let's go. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to a bad team here, James. The worst of the worst. 
Uh, Britain has no not on the uh, Diamondbacks today after after threatening yesterday. Apparently, uh, the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. It's a pretty uh, pretty interesting line here. The Cubs are only minus one eighteen uh, on the road, looking for the sweep against the Diamondbacks, who James are now twenty six and sixty eight, which uh, is unf- uh, uh, really just unbelievable that they're as bad as they are. Uh, Merrill Kelly, who has actually won his last two starts, gets the ball for Arizona. Zach Davies will go for the Cubs. Uh, look, James, is this on principle where you're laying less than a dollar twenty on the Cubs that you just have to lay the price with the Cubs, and if the Diamondbacks beat you, so be it. I'm playing the total. I'm staying away from the side. We talked about the Diamondbacks, and yeah, what a disaster of a season for Arizona. But can stay the same right now with the Cubs. That we know the lineup that we're going to see today is not the lineup we're going to see in two weeks nope. once the trade deadline passes at the end of this month. At where are their heads at? Where are their minds at right now for the Cubs? Knowing for so many of those players that are on expiring contracts, that in a couple of weeks they're going to be wearing a different uniform. Do you want to go stretch those singles out into doubles today? Are you wanting to put yourself at risk right now? At don't think so, but here I'm playing these two pitchers. You mentioned Merrill Kelly. Now, yeah, you look at his look at his overall body of work. Not hasn't been consistent so far this season, but what he has done is he's pitched very well when they've been at home in Arizona. He has given up 15 home runs this season, but only five in the confines of Arizona and the humidor potentially that they're utilizing there. Kind of similar to what happens here in Coors Field with those balls. Uh, but he's pitched very well here. 55 innings pitched at home. His ERA sitting around three and a half. Nothing to write home about, but much better at home. One of the few bright spots, like you mentioned, for this Arizona Diamondbacks roster. And going up against the Cubs, lineup that just how engaged are they going to be in these games and not only in this series but going forward here through the remainder of these two weeks prior to the trade deadline and then the other side on the bump for the Cubs is Zach Davies Now I know Davies overall numbers aren't great but since May 1st he's had 10 starts where he's allowed to earn runs or less five of those 10 starts he didn't give up any earned runs so he's been pitching much better as of the last couple of months I think here with the D-backs they're their, their lineup too being banged up a number of guys on the injured list here I don't like either lineup in these in, in this game so where I went here I went first five for the total I'm betting the total under five at laying a dollar 15 I'm not going to go the full total because I don't trust that D-backs bullpen you saw them melt down again last night could have won that game gave up three runs in the ninth to the Cubs bullpen couldn't hold another lead I'll stay away from the bullpen as far as the totals concerned for the full game which is sitting at nine so I bet it first five under five laid at 15 cents I have no problem with that James uh, again Kelly like what like we said been solid and I think the one angle that you did that you are right on, and it's part of the reason that I actually took a small piece of the Diamondbacks on Friday, and of course it didn't work because the Diamondbacks are horrible. But uh, what is the cut? What are the motivation of the guys on the Cubs going to be these next few weeks? You know, uh, it, look, some combination of Brian Baez, Rizzo, Kimbrel, some combination of those four is are, they're not going to be on a team in, in in two weeks. You'd imagine that Kimbrel is the one who's most likely to get dealt because teams need bullpen help. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, again, over these next few weeks, how the Cubs do it. And look, the, the one thing that I'm sure the front office would never admit publicly, but I'm sure they're, they're thinking it is, please don't get hot. Don't make us keep everybody right now uh, when, when it's it, it's uh, going to be a sell mode for the Cubs. Pretty intriguing pitching matchup in Oakland today, James. Uh, Chris Bassett, who's been quite good this year, an all-star for the A's, will take on Zach Plezak today. Uh, the A's minus 163 on the money line, total eight. Juice to the under. James, 
I, I may be looking at a, at a first five under four here just because of the qualities of the starting pitching and so the fact that I don't have to mess with any bullpens. Well, not only the bullpens, I think the bullpen's a little tax right now for the Cleveland Indians. Yes. But my and I wouldn't want to go the full length of the nine innings. You talk about the getting into the bullpen. They may get in the bullpen earlier for the tribe, not because Plezak won't pitch well, but just coming back from a long stint on the injured list with a broken thumb because he couldn't take his shirt off correctly. Who knows whatever <laughs> happened there? But the fact that you've been off for such a long time, his lone start since coming off the injured list for six weeks, he only pitched four innings, and it wasn't because he gave three earned runs to Kansas City in that start, but more so, it was a pitch count. He was he only threw 55 pitches in that game, just going four innings. I suspect he's still going to – it's going to take him a little while before he gets his arms stretched out to, to regular to midseason form. So what to what extent, how deep will he go in this game? That's the question mark for me. And anytime I'm getting guys coming off the injured, uh, injured list, I'm either looking to fade them or just stay away, just knowing full well that they're not going to be stretched out and go deep into the game James uh, before we go quick thoughts on Sunday night baseball the Yankees and the Red Sox the Yankees finally beat the Red Sox for the first time this season last night yeah, thanks to the weather and stretching it out and letting them get that home run in the sixth. Man, that's, sometimes I, these consp- I don't know. I, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist Thin here. Foil had Salinas all of a sudden. Uh, yes, right. And the downpour that it was until they got the, the, the game here. Uh, the Yankees' COVID issues, the lineup's really banged up. A lot of sticks out of there. I'd want to take the over because I don't like either pitcher here, uh, but I'll just stay away from the game right now because that basically I just don't know what that lineup's going to look like for the Yankees. That's all the time we have on Betting Across America. James, thank you for being with us as always. He's James Salinas. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next time on Betting Across America. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.